excuse me, Ezekiel 22, please, Ezekiel 22. I want to say I appreciate the opportunity, and you go ahead and be seated if you will. And uh, Brother Jones preached yesterday about the man of God, and I want to say I appreciate my pastor. And I thank God that I have a man of God as I do, and I appreciate him, and I appreciate the church and being a member of the Bible Baptist Church. And you know, the good thing is that I left Galilee Baptist Church and don't have no problems there. Isn't that a blessing? And I wasn't running from anything. We just felt like the Lord had moved us here. And of course, you know, Patty, her health's not the greatest. And so the Lord put us in a good place. A lot of our meetings are in Alabama. I guess they need preaching a lot, don't they, Brother Goolsby? And so anyway, we appreciate the Lord putting us here. And so a lot of times when the meetings are in Wednesday night, I'm able to get home and spend a couple of days with her. And uh, so you pray the Lord willing, she'll be able to come tonight. And uh, she's going to do her best to be uh, here tonight. Verse 30, the Lord has dealt with me about a month ago. And I thought about the need that we have. And I want to preach to our young men this morning, if that'd be all right. I thought about that the, the world today is trying to take away the masculinity of our men. And we need men. Amen. It's all right to be a male in this day. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 30, he said, you know, it's a familiar text. He said, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I thought about the fact that even the, the left news media has tried to take away the masculinity of our men. The word masculinity simply means the qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men. Amen. We need young men to talk like men. And uh, a walk like a man. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. And act like a man. Now, I wish we all had that deep voice that Brother Mike has. That'd be all right. But thank God you ought to talk like a man and not act like a sissy. Amen. Uh, thank God. Hallelujah. Uh, God created us as a man uh, and we ought to act like it. Hallelujah. I like a boy to be a boy. It's all right when a little fella runs all over the, of the place and acts like a boy. That's all right. Don't give him a baby doll. Give him a truck, praise God, and add him act like a boy. Hallelujah. God calls men to the ministry. He don't need boys. He needs men. Amen. Amen. Of course, in our text, you know that uh, there were several things that were happening uh, he spoke to four different groups of people. The reason why he said in verse 22 was the land was not cleansed. And I'd have to say that America's not cleansed if we've ever needed young men today. Uh, we need you today. We need you now. In this day and hour, hallelujah, America has been more trouble than she's ever been. Our churches are in more trouble than they've ever been. I've been on the road for 25 years uh, and we need revival more today than we've ever been. Our church are drying up and they're getting cold and they're getting quiet and they're getting carnal and we need revival in the day that we live in. May God help us in this day to raise up some young men. Thank God that will stand up and preach the word of God full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need men. Amen. Amen. 
the four groups of people he deals with, the prophets, he said that they were ravening the prey, pulling them to pieces. They were devouring souls. I say we have a lot of false prophets today. Amen. Uh, they were taking treasure. They were taking precious things. Uh, making Israel many, many windows. Then he said that the priest, uh, here, notice he said they were her priest. They wasn't his priest. They were her priest. You see, I, I thought about that. I thought that was all right. And you know what he said? They were violating the, the law. They were misinterpreting the law. Well, we have a lot of preachers today that are misinterpreting the law. To fit their own narrative. Amen. Oh, I tell you what burdens my heart uh, is men uh, uh, today uh, that are in this non-denominational movement that preach against that and told me that I ought to be a Baptist and I ought to be an independent Baptist and thank God I still am one. Amen. I thank God for the man of God uh, that preached to me when I was a boy, a teenager, Brother Williams, uh, uh, reared back and told us how to live uh, and preached the Bible to us. Uh, I was just happened to be thinking of him on the way over here a man of God that he is I thank God for a man of God who put roots down in my heart amen those same men who preached to me that ought not become a non-denominational and they are I've got news for them they need to go back and hear some of their own messages that they preach and what they told me and remember remind themselves of what they said they they said they wouldn't even sit on a platform with a Methodist but instead they let a man from another a denomination come and preach at their church. Amen. Amen. This may not be good to start off in the morning but anyhow. He said they were violating the law. He said they put no difference between the holy and the profane. The sacred and the common. They let them go to the honky-tonks on Saturday night and play their instruments in filth, in wickedness, ungodliness, fornication, drunkenness, and then come to their church on Sunday morning and get up on the platform. You see, there's no difference between the holy and the profane. I want you to know God's sanctuary is holy. Oh, it's a holy place. It's a holy place. And nobody have any business of being in a honky-tonk on Saturday night and playing on Sunday morning. Instead, they ought to be at the altar getting born again, not in the house of God. I want you to know that God is a holy, righteous, holy, righteous, holy, righteous God. Amen. He said we need a man because of what the priests have done. They've crossed the line. He said not only that, they don't know the difference between clean and unclean. God help us. Then the third group was the, the princes, the politicians of our day. Uh, he said they were like wolves raving in the prey. They shed blood and destroy. You know what's amazing about the left is forever the Robert Mueller was their, their champion. Oh, he's going to tell the truth. And whatever he says goes. 
And then he came out and said there was no collusion. And now he's, they threw him under the bus. Amen. You see, they always move the narrative, you see, because they don't care about truth. They don't care about righteousness. Amen. I will say this, and you can go ahead and say what you want to, but I'm telling you, if you can vote on the Democratic uh, ticket, God help your never-dying soul. Amen and amen. I like what old brother Tim Lee said many years ago. I can't tell you who to vote for, just the Republican of your choice. Amen and amen. Uh, God knows that we are in trouble with the politicians that we have. They're a bunch of liars. They don't know God. I wish to God we had some people in Washington uh, that knew God and loved God. Uh, we need to get some people back up there uh, that are full of the Holy Ghost uh, and believe the Bible. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said they, they do it for dishonest gain. Boy, that makes truth. Then he said, fourthly, the people, they used oppression. They exercised robbery. They vexed the poor and the needy, and they oppressed the stranger wrongfully. I want to look at three simple things, and we'll be done move on. Number one, the creation of man. If you went to 1 Timothy chapter 2, here's what he said. He said he formed Adam first. He was first. And then, bless God, he said, male and female created he them. Now, fellas, here's what he said. He said, not a transgender. And now, the new thing is, uh, especially uh, they say the celebrity, they're going to raise their boys as neutral. A neutral gender. So when they ask him what he is, they say, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a neutral gender. God help us. He said male created he them. Amen. Thank God for being a man. It's all right. I'm tired of the liberal news media telling me I'm not supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be a man. Amen. It's what God created me. And that's not hate. That's just reality. Amen. Now we don't do that stupid stuff. Is that was this Fred Phelps or whatever his name was, and, and go to funerals and, and stand out there and preach against the homosexuality. That's a bunch of nonsense. We don't believe in doing that and being ugly and being mean and being hateful. Amen. We love the sinner. We want him to get born again. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, God made us a man, and thank God we ought to act like a man. Amen. Yes, sir. He said. Then, of course. Man came from woman, or excuse me, woman came from the man. You know, the uh, God, he, when he made woman, he didn't make her a lesser vessel, but he made her the weaker vessel. Amen. So, number two, not only see that, uh, that we see that he's formed, but we see the fall in that chapter. The Bible said that she was the one who was deceived. And she was the one in disobedience. Now, preacher, from what I can see in Genesis, that the women didn't get told that Adam was going to rule over them until after the fall. So, ladies, it's not our fault. It's Eve's fault. Amen. So when you get to heaven, if you want to whoop up on her, that's, that's all right. But it isn't our fault 
that, that we have got to be the authority over you. And I'll deal with that just here in a second. But anyway, he said that the woman was in the transgression. Amen. And not Adam. Adam chose to do that. I thank God that's why Jesus is our second Adam. He chose, amen, because of our sin. He chose us anyhow. All right, number two. Here's what I want to deal with. The characteristics of Men, the characteristics of men. I thought number one of David being a warrior. David had a cause. We have a cause. Amen. We have a cause to fight. Uh, if there's ever been a cause, we live in a day where we have a cause to stand up uh, for Jesus and be identified. Amen. I want to be identified in the day that we live in. I want to stand up and go on record and say, I believe it's so King James Bible, and I want to live for God, and I want to walk with God, and I want to do what I'm supposed to do and be what I'm supposed to be for the glory of God amen and not be ashamed of it but fight uh, uh, for that which is right amen David had a cause but I want to say this fellas number two not only in uh, being a warrior but I think it's a characteristic of a man to worship God in 2nd Samuel chapter 6 David they were bringing the, the ark back from Obed Edom's house and the Bible said uh, that he worshiped God. And Brother Randy, that was public. We've got to get you, you young men, to publicly worship the Lord. Amen. I appreciate the young men that are beginning to get involved, Brother Eric. They're beginning to say amen. Hallelujah. Raise your hand. And I know not everybody gets loud. I understand that. But don't bother us if you don't. Amen. I like it. Hallelujah. I like to praise God. I like to shout. I like to bless his name. And we need young men that are willing to get in the service and say amen while the preacher's preaching. And hallelujah, raise their hand and glorify God and enjoy the worship. Amen. Publicly. It's manly to be publicly worshiping God. That don't make you a sissy. They say all oh, men shouldn't cry. That's because you're being too emotional. That's all right. I enjoy it. If the Holy Ghost touches my heart, I'm not ashamed to cry. Amen. Matter of fact, I appreciate when the Holy Ghost comes by. Amen. I thought about last night, Brother Green was preaching about the wonder of heaven. I thought about the true wonder is that I really get to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. That I really get to go. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. I thought about the worship. I thought three things. I thought it was public. I thought, number two, that there was praise involved. That, that, that dance he did, it means to twirl around. Some people say, how, how, how come you do that? I, I don't know, but every once in a while, it just hits me, praise God. And I just, I just like it, hallelujah. And that, that's what David was doing that. He was, he was doing like that. And he was leaping, the Bible said, amen. He was praising God. Every now and then it'll do you good to have a holy fit and to worship God and embarrass your flesh, amen. I don't know if Brother Dana's here yet or not, but I tell you, I remember him and my pastor one day they locked arms uh, and they done a holy dance uh, uh, before the Lord. Uh, the power of God had fallen into Cleveland Baptist Temple and I'm telling you they were dancing before the Lord and that's what David was doing. He said hallelujah the glory of God has come back home 
He said, hallelujah, the glory of God has come back home. He said, hallelujah, the glory of God has come back home. I'm telling you, we have to have the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. He's praising God. Hallelujah. Leaping. Leaping. I'm going to leap. Brother Mark until I can't leap no more. Then I'll get one of these fellows to leap for me. Hallelujah. Don't it every now and then just get so real to you? You got to do something. I've been told that my style of preaching is entertainment. You see, I don't plan what I'm going to do. But when something hits you, you just can't help it. Amen. When it's inside of you and it begins to well up in you. And hallelujah, before you know it, it gets in you. Amen. I like it. I've got a heaven. Praise God. I want it. Amen. I want it. I want him to come. I want him to move. I need him. I need him. Amen. I don't ever, ever want to get where I don't need him. Amen. Amen. Our young men have got to take up the slack. Most churches I'm going to, even, even the men don't say amen, let alone the young men. Could it be? Yeah, really? <laughs> Preachers sometimes don't say amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they're the quietest bunch in a meeting. Right, until it's their turn. <laughs> I remember Brother Steve Griffiths used to say a long time ago, don't you just strike on your own matchbox, amen? <laughs> Thank God I like all kinds of preaching. I, I love all what we've had so far. I like it, praise God. Hey, man, as quiet as you can. I, I like it all. I, I'm not stuck on one style, Amen. But praise God, I like it, hallelujah, when it gets all over me and I can't help it too. Amen, hallelujah. But not only the public, not only was there praise, but there was preparation. He had to take and give some things out. He gave out a, a cake or a loaf of bread, a piece of flesh, a flagon of wine, which means a cake of grapes or raisins. There had to be preparation for worship. We need to prepare our hearts when we come to the house of God. Prepare our hearts to come to worship him. Brother Baloo preached yesterday and he talked about laying at his feet. There's no place that I'd rather be. You know what the greatest cry in our church is from? The vacancy of the altars. In our life publicly and in our life privately. You know what I can remember? I remember back in the late 70s, before we'd leave church, people would raise their hand and say, Preacher, can we gather around the altar and pray for my boy, pray for my daughter, pray for my son? And you know what? We'd, we'd pray him in. 
preacher, we'd do that quite often, and it wouldn't be long. They'd be coming down the, down the altar, amen, and getting born again. I don't know what time it is, but uh, anyhow, number three, not only a worship, but we see a characteristic of a man is that he works. Amen. Amen. We have raised a la- lazy generation. I, years ago, when I started evangelism, probably, I don't know, it may have been about 20 years ago, maybe been on the road about four or five years. Brother Dean, there's a church I went to, and the fellow told me, he said, I had a man come here, and he plugged up with his bus. He wasn't here to preach, and he said he stayed for seven weeks. And he said he finally had to tell the man you got to leave. He was an evangelist, so-called, I guess. But anyway, uh, it was an evangelist. And for seven weeks, I'd be so embarrassed. You know what I'd do if I didn't have seven weeks of meeting? I'd go give me a job, praise God, and take care of my family and pay my bills, amen. Uh, thank God, young men, we need to work. We have, especially the Democratic Party that is trying to produce people that depend upon them and not willing to work for a living. Amen. Amen. Lazy. I started running a paper route when I was 12 years old. Eight years old, I went to the lady where we lived in an apartment complex. And I said, how much would you uh, pay me to take out the garbage from everybody else's apartment uh, on Wednesday morning? She said, I'll give you $2. I thank God, eight years old, making $2 a week. You know why? Because it wasn't lazy. Amen. It's all right uh, uh, to work. Uh, now, some men get disabled and they can't understand that. But praise God, if you can, you ought to be working. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a manly characteristic to walk with God. Noah walked with God. David, he walked with God. I heard that statement coming up and I didn't know what it was. But I said, I'm going to find out what that is. It just means to walk with God. It just means to converse with Him. It just means to continually to fellowship with Him. I'm... I'd rather be an old-time Christian this morning than anything I know. I'm very grateful from where God found me. I preached Sunday morning about the horrible pit. I'm so grateful. I was only eight years old, Brother John, but I had already begun a life of sin. I was following the footsteps of my dad. I was following the footsteps of my brother. I, I, we lived above a bar. We, my, my dad was a drunkard. My family was a nuisance to society. My, my brothers were dope dealers, and that's where I was headed. But thank God he rescued me. He changed me. Hallelujah. He saved me. Amen. And I want to walk with him. I want to make a difference. I can't save the world, Brother Dean, but there's a few every now and then. I said, thank God that God can use us to help somebody. Amen. I want to walk with him in the day and hour that we live in. And we need more young people. Brother Jonathan, we're needing you. We're counting on you to walk with God. I pray for you young fellows in our church every day of my life that God would help you and touch you and use you for his glory. Amen. Amen. You know, it's a good characteristic of a man to be a witness for Christ. You know why? Because the flesh don't like it. Brother, our flesh, it don't like. We, we, you know, we make excuses. I, I've done it I don't know how many times. 
well, Lord, there's so many people behind me and, you know, in, 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 in the line, and I, I don't want to embarrass them. No, you don't want to embarrass yourself. I think we all have somebody in our life that we didn't go tell. Brother Matthew, they died, and we went back to tell them, and they were already gone. Can I tell you one thing that I know? That we're failing in that area in our churches. Our track racks have gotten thin. A lot of places I go, Brother Blue, they, they don't even have any. I'd ask the preacher, where's some tracks I can get to pass out while I'm in town? Well, we, we hadn't ordered none in a long time. Now, nobody wants to go on visitation. Can I tell you, people are still dying going to hell. <laughs> I'm glad somebody came for me. Hallelujah. I'm glad they took that old church van and came from Westside Independent Baptist Church and came across town and picked us up. I'm glad somebody cared for me. It characteristic of a man is to be a witness. Oh, listen, we, we've gotten too quiet about telling others about Jesus. Amen. I tell you what, I'm for doing right. I'm trying to walk right. But I'm telling you, if it only stays in these four walls, it don't do us any good. Oh, we need to share the good news and tell it, praise God, and tell others about it. Hallelujah. Characteristics of, me, of a man. Then I'm say lastly, and I'm done. We see that the man is the chief of his home. Ephesians chapter 5, he's the leader. You know, even Fox News, the ladies don't like it when you're talking about them being submissive. The world, they call that being chauvinistic, you know. They, they don't like it, but I can't help it. I didn't write the Bible, I just preach it. Amen. Fellas, I know men, they're going to stand one day and give an account to God because they won't lead their home. They let their wives lead their home. Amen. I love my wife with all of my heart, but she's not going to lead the house. I run it because she tells me to. I can't. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I, I remember many, many years ago, we'd only been married a few years, and someone asked me a question, and they said, now, Brother Barnes, such and such, and, and she answered for me. And of course, if you know Patty, how shy she is, and and I said, thank you, Brother Barnes. And son, she turned red as a beet. And she never answered for me since. Amen. Oh, yeah. I, I can answer for myself. Uh, you ever try to talk to a fellow and his wife keeps answering for him and, and, and keeps butting in? You're like, you want to say, shut up. I'm talking to him. Amen. Oh, yeah. That didn't sound to go over too good, but that's all right. Uh, he's to be the leader. I think some of you probably do your, good, your wife to be kind and tell her be quiet. How about that? We won't say shut up, we'll just say be quiet for a little bit, amen? Oh yeah, and I, I know a preacher one time was talking to another preacher and they were having a problem, an issue, and he said the, the man's wife kept hollering in the background telling him what to say. Can you imagine that? I'd be embarrassed if my wife had to tell me what to say to another man on the phone. Amen. I'd just hang up with him if I was that much of a coward. Amen! amen. Hallelujah. I'd kindly say, honey, you be quiet, I've got this conversation taken care of, Amen. Oh, yeah, he's to be the leader of his home. It means to take seize. It's to take hold of. If we want to have the authority and the power of God upon our life, we are going to have to be the leader of our home. Amen. He's also to, yeah, kind of got quiet, didn't he, about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? He's to love his wife, the Bible said. As Christ loved the church, gave himself for it. 
That means he loves his wife more than his shotguns and his fishing poles <laughs> and his hobbies. I know a man who lost his family over a softball game. He played softball for his company, found a church that he could play for because his church didn't have a team. Then he went and played for another company. Then he went and played. Eventually, he quit going to church. Eventually, he never stayed home. His wife told him, gave him an ultimatum one day, and he chose a softball game over his family. Can you imagine a man being so crazy not to love his wife? And then thirdly, he's to give his life as Christ gave himself for the church. Young men, I implore you to be a man. The world's going to tell you you're not supposed to be. The world's going to tell you it's okay to be transgender, and no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Male and female created he them. I'm glad God made me a man. Hallelujah. I don't ever wake up in the morning and wish I was a woman. Amen. <laughs> Never do I want to be a woman. I am glad to be a man. And we need godly young men. I thank God for you young men and you young ladies. I thank God for our young people. And can I say we need you today more than we've ever needed you. We need you to be young men and stand for truth and stand for righteousness. Get involved in the services and shout and praise God. Lift your hand and lift your voice and honor him and praise him. Amen. Thank you, preacher.